Hello, and welcome to Spouses of Light. I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And this is a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy game, starting with one, and talk about it. Together! We're playing Final Fantasy V. Yes, we are. But before we dive back in, any Final Fantasy updates, Lisa? I don't believe so. Okay. I think we're in that lull now, now that 16 has come out, and 7 is still several months away, or the next part of the 7 remake is still seven months away. I think we're going to have a lull in news for a little bit. And I'm guessing you still haven't touched 16? Nope. Okie dokie. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. On podcast news, we're almost at 500 listens. That's so cool. Yeah, we should probably hit it with this episode. I never would have thought that this would be listened to 500 times. I That's know, crazy. Right? And this is going to be episode what? 32 or 3, I think. That's insane. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well... Thank you, everyone who's ever listened and everyone who is listening. And please reach out to us. We'd love to actually talk to you and love to actually get to know you a bit. Yeah. Without further ado, let's dive back in. Yeah. So we left off. Oh, after the explodey castle thing. Mm -hmm. And we went to the library. We did go to the library. And Mid said he was going to run back to Sid. Because Sid was all depressed. Mm -hmm. All right. And so from here at the library, I go to the west because I can, and there's a desert there, and you, you enter the Desert of Sift Shifting Sands. You can't do anything yet. Yeah, I too went to the Desert of Shifting Sands, but it is the mechanic of the conveyor belt that we talked about. Very familiar to anyone who's ever played a Pokemon game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you couldn't get actually get into the desert. Yeah, so that's going to be obviously a plot point that we're going to do later. Mm-hmm. And so then I head back and I go back to Karnak to see how Mid deals with Sid. Yeah. And this is where my game totally glitched. Really? Yeah. Because I couldn't find Sid. Oh. Like okay. I, I knew that Sid was in the pub because I knew he was drinking away his frustration. Mm -hmm. And so I go to the pub and I go upstairs and there's no Sid. There's just the queen who's sick in bed. Because mm. so I wasn't actually in the pub. I was about to say... That doesn't sound like the game glitched. That sounded like you went to the inn and not the uh, pub. Yeah, I couldn't find the stupid pub. Oh. <laughs> it's not on the mini-map. Uh-huh. And so I, wh where the inn is, there's an icon next to it of like a jug bottle because they also sell items there. Uh-huh. And so I thought that was the thing for the pub. And I was like, because sometimes the pub is upstairs from the inn. And so, yeah, I couldn't find it for forever. It's an unmarked door in the town. Really? I thought on the mini-map. Oh, on the mini-map. I was like, on the actual thing when you're walking around, it's got a little, like, icon that looks like a bottle of wine. Yep. Yeah. Nope, I was stupid. I had already forgotten where the pub was from, uh, like, days be days before. That definitely sounds like a game glitch, honey. I am so sorry. I know, right? <laughs> so I restarted, and I found it. Oh, I'm glad that restarting the game fixed your glitch. Good yeah. job. And with all of that... We still beat Mid somehow. Yeah, we so we show up and Mid's not here and Sid is even more depressed. And then Mid bursts in and starts beating up his grandpa. It was adorable. <laughs> like literally smacking some sense into him. He literally beats him up and Sid then agrees to start over. And the Ids go to work on the ship and get ready to get the ship to ship out. Yeah, I like how you call them the Ids. They are the Ids. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then... The grandchild slapping some sense into the grandfather stirs up a memory in Galoof. That's right. I thought that was really funny. And we finally, you know, four or five episodes into this 
we get to see the fifth character on the title screen. Mm-hmm. Apparently her name is Kryl? Krill? Krilly? Kryola? I think it's Cryola. <laughs> Considering those are letters that are totally in the name. <laughs> it's K-R-I-L-E. I'm going to go with Kryl. Okay. Kryl sounds good. Kryl, okay. She's a girl in a ponytail and she slaps Galoof around. And yeah, so he's, and he, so he finally remembers that he's from another world and mm-hmm. he came here to seal X-Death away. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. And they realized that the seal that they did 30 years ago is weakening, and so they came to deal with it. And we learned that he worked with some other people 30 years ago. Including the werewolf that we met. Including the werewolf we met. That found where the crystal convergence was, and they used that power to seal X-Death away. Mm-hmm. So the crystals were weaker, because Galoof and his friends used that power to seal the Dark Warlock X-Death away. Mwahaha. And then Galoof and the Ids all pass out, and when everybody wakes up, the uh, the Ids say that they're ready to sail, and that the Ids will go back to the library. So then we're off to use the fire-powered ship and save the Earth Crystal. Mm-hmm. So as we go shipping around the world, we've got some enemies. Mm-hmm. We've got the Sahagan. The Sahagan is an old friend. We've seen them many times before. They look like the creature from the Black Lagoon. They are green, fishy people. We have the thunder anemone. Don't hurt yourself, kid. <laughs> the thunder anemone is a green tube with teeth and like blue nodules on the side. We have the sea ebus. The sea ebus is a bird of prey. It's blue with orange and yellow in its wings, and it's got a really long segmented tail. And we've got the corbett. I did not like the corbett. The Corbett is a, like a bat manta ray thing with an orange skeleton face and it's got orange underneath its wings. And I didn't like it because it was really annoying to fight now that it's like been 24 hours. I don't even remember why it was so annoying, but I remember being so mad yesterday (laughs) playing this game and fighting those things that I ran away from them more times than not because they were annoying. You getting mad playing this game? Shocked. Shocked, I say. I wasn't mad at any of the actual happenings in the game this time. (laughs) All right. So as we ship around the world, we can do some exploring. Did you do any exploring or did you just go straight to a plot point? I did some exploring. Cool. So the first place I went was in the northwest of the world called Istory. Ah, that was not the first. That was the second place I went. Where'd you go first? To Jacol. Ah, Jacol. Yes. So which one do you want to talk about first? Istory or Jacol? Let's talk about Istory. Istory. So, what does Istory look like, Lisa? Istory is a very green village, very pastoral vi- village. There's shepherds in it. I mean, you don't necessarily know they're shepherds by looking at them, but so just picture a little Irish village. And even the music is very Irish-ish, I wrote. And there's sheep, and yeah. Yep. The inn here costs 30 gil. People tell us that Istory falls to the, is off to the east, but the road is blocked. But if you can get there, there's a treasure. Behind, yes, behind the falls. Mm-hmm. There's a little girl who says that she's like, I ran around the flower bed and I found something cool. Mm-hmm. So I ran around the, fa- the flower bed and then a frog jumped out and it gave me toad. Mm-hmm. Had you like a frog giving you toad? It was good. Yeah. There's, there's a shop here that sells flame, coral, and angel rings for 50k each. These rings will grant you immunity to one thing, but make you weaker to something else. Yeah. So I didn't buy any of those, did you? No. 
Yeah. I, they were too expensive. Yep. There's an old lady that she tells me that there's an old man that wanders in the forest to the east and that he will like shock me with lightning bolts. So I was like, oh, I can go get Rama there. Yep. <laughs> and then there's a minstrel here. And so minstrels are a new thing that we haven't really touched on much. But now that we can start unlocking, we can find minstrels and talk to them. Or do stuff for them, and they'll unlock things that the bard job can use. Yeah, so this one teaches us Romeo's Ballad. Mm -hmm. And then if you talk to him again, he's like, I'm so sad. She was taken too soon. And I'm like, aw, dark. Yeah. So I head off into the woods to get Rama. Mm -hmm, me too. And so there's a boss enemy, Rama. Yep. And Rama looks like a stereotypical old wizard. He's got a big old blue robe on. He's got a beard that goes all the way down to the floor. He's got quite the flourish of a mustache and then a giant scepter that's got electric bolts kind of coming off of it. And so you fight Rama for a while, and after you do enough damage, he senses Ifrit in your party and says that he'll join you. You have a, They have a little talk about how, hey, won't you join us? Yeah, you and I have never been enemies. Let's do this. Yay! And now you got another summon. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool way to do it. Mm -hmm. Anything else in history or around history you want to talk about? Nope. Okay, then let's head south to Jakol. So Jakol, the people there are descended from the ancient Ronkins. Mm -hmm. And several people tell me that you can hear sounds coming from the ground on Crescent Island. Mm -hmm. And it's freaky. Mm -hmm. So, yep, that's foreboding. We also get an N for 30 gil. We're told that if we wait patiently at, in Jakol Cave... The path with the skull switches will show you the true path. Mm -hmm. And then just in general, there's a lot of strong feelings about adventurers. Some people are very annoyed with them. And some people are like, my dad's one, my uncle's one. Like, I hope to be one when I grow up kind of thing. So clearly this is a town that is, you know, on a path that adventurers go through. And this is how they feel about it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can dance with the dancing girl and then the you'll pull up a dude on stage and dance all together. Yes, I really enjoyed that one because it was a group dance, like a little line dance. It was very cute. And you can level up your piano skills here as well. Mm -hmm. So then I head over to Jacole Cave. Did Same. you do anything else in town? Nope. Because okay. even though people were like, you know, the cave's basically been looted completely. So you're going to find a bunch of empty chests. But, you know, I was like, well, sounds like I should go anyway. Mm -hmm. So on the way over, I fight a bomb. The bomb is our old friend. It's a big orange blob with really pointy teeth and it's got flames coming off of it. And they've got little tiny little flame hands. And the bio soldier. The bio soldier I did not like. <laughs> uh, I remember why. But the bio soldier looks like, you know what he looks like? He looks like Casey Jones. Yes, he does. That's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference for those of you who didn't know that. But he's got... A mask on his face and big old like football shoulder pads and more more football looking than usual. I know I say football shoulder pads a lot describing these characters, but this one really does. And then um, he's got a big old uh, double headed axe. Is that what that's called? Mm -hmm. Cool. So in Jacol Cave, what does Jacol Cave look like? There's a lot of skulls on the wall, and Which it's, are all buttons. And it's all a dirt cave, and then. We've got, again, this game's mechanic is push a button and a wall moves. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've got going on. So we've got enemies here. We've got the Nutkin. The Nutkin we've seen before. They're those big, fat, derpy squirrels. And we've got the Skull Eater. 
The Skull Eater is the same sprite as the Nutkin, but it's in gray tones. And then in here, you can get some items. Here's where me freeing the Lone Wolf changes the game, I think, from Lisa. Oh. I get the Lone Wolf's card in one of the <gasps> chests. Oh. Saying the Lone Wolf was here first. Oh. And then the Shuriken and a tent. Okay, so I got a third item that I didn't write down. There you go. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So at one point in the cave, there's a wall that you can climb mm-hmm. that leads to like a lookout point, And that was it, right? Yep. Okay, that was very random. <laughs> it was. I think it was so you could use a tent if you were having problems, especially with all the Skull Eaters. Because oh. the Skull Eaters will one-shot you. Oh, yeah. So the Skull Eaters had, like, one HP, but they weren't weak to anything, and you couldn't really use physical attacks. And, yeah, they did a lot of damage. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anything else in the cave that you did or want to talk about? Nope. Okay. So as I'm sure... So, sorry. So far, these two little side towns have been... Like, all right, you're here. Not not much going on. <laughs> in the middle of the world, in the middle of the ocean, there's a temple surrounded by mountains. Mm-hmm. So just something to be aware of. Yeah, we can't get to it yet. Then after that, I head west and come to Crescent Island. Mm-hmm. On Crescent Island, there's two things. There's the town of Crescent and there's the Black Chocobo Forest. Which would you like to talk about first? I went to the town first. So Great. So, in the town of Crescent, it looks like... I didn't describe it. It looks like a town! I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was was a basic town. Cool. But you get, like, three steps in, Mm -hmm. and there's a giant earthquake. Yep. And it sinks your ship. Uh Uh-huh. So now you're stranded, sucker. Yep. And when you talk to a wizard, he actually says, Haha, your ship sunk. Sucks to be you. Yeah, so that guy's a jerk. Yep. The inn here is only ten gil. That's nice, at least. There's a minstrel's house where you can play the piano and learn the Mighty March. Mm-hmm. Anything else in town you want to talk about? Um, nope. Okay. So then from the town, you can head south to the Black Chocobo Forest. And what does the Black Chocobo Forest look like, Lisa? Black Chocobo Forest is interesting. It's not like previous Chocobo Forest where it's in the shape of a Chocobo. Like, this one's just a generic shape. It's got a lot of, like, big dead trees in it. And then there's a black chocobo wandering around. Mm-hmm. As I say, it's it's a very cute little scene because Bart's is like, oh, I'm going to catch it. And they're like, no, you can't catch it. It's too fast. And sure enough, you walk up and you're able to catch it. And Bart's hops on its back and is like, let's go. And it flies up a little bit. And then it comes crashing back down because it can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's, apparently it's got something stuck in its throat. And so Ferris goes over and like gives it the Heimlich and it spits out two crystal shards. Yep. And so we get the bard and ranger jobs. Mm-hmm. The chocobo can fly. We also learned in Crescent that black chocobos are almost extinct. Yes. So this is one of the last of its kind. Yeah. Um. So we're going to be keeping it safe. Mm-hmm. And it can fly over mountains, but it can't fly over mountain peaks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that difference. Yeah. I said hills, not mountains, but that's fair. Yeah. And you can only land in forests. It mm-hmm. can't land on grass and it can't land on water. Yep. So... So now I go back to exploring because now I have a new means of transport and a new places that I can go. So time to explore again. I went and straight and did the next plot point, but okay. I think you where you explored, I ended up later. So we can go ahead and talk about it. Great. So I fly northeast up to the town of Licks. Yep. And you go in and there's a little girl and she goes, Bartz? Bartz, is that you? You're back? Yay! And basically everyone you talk to is all excited to see you. Because this is Bart's hometown. Mm-hmm. 
What does Bart's hometown look like, Lisa? It looks like a small town. Okay. <laughs> you always get on me if I don't start by asking you what something looks like. And then I when know. I do, you give me attitude for asking you. I don't, not giving you <laughs> attitude. I just didn't write it down. <laughs> because it's his hometown, the inn here is free. Yes. So they basically force you to have a little cutscene. Because you walk in and the innkeeper's, oh, why don't you stay stay the night? It's free for you. And so then you go and then there's an incident at night. Even if you're sleeping in an inn, though. Yep. So this isn't, if you don't sleep at an inn, something happens at night. This is, even at inns, things happen at night. Yeah. So Ferris wakes up and Bart's isn't there. And so she goes outside and she sees him in a graveyard. And he's sitting next to a grave and it says, here lies Stella. And he talks about how... His mom died, and then you find out that his dad also died and is buried there next to her. His dad traveled with Bart's for three years after his mom died, and he died during their travels. And mm-hmm. so Bart's lays something to rest next to Stella and puts a little thing saying, here lies Jordan. So he basically buries something for his dad to be next to his mom because he hasn't come back there. Oh, I thought that he bent down and like wiped dirt off of the second half of it. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's hard to tell in these little pixels what's going on. Yeah, I took it as that he was adding to it, saying, now dad can like rest happy next to mom. Interesting. Mm, We'll never know. In any case, yeah. So you find out Bart's is what happened to his parents that we've seen in flashbacks a few times. Yeah. You can also go to Bart's old house and talk to, and if you look at a music box, it triggers a cutscene of Bart's mom dying. Yeah. This, yeah, this hometown visit was very sad. Mm-hmm. So Bart's is in bed and dad's about to go off on an adventure again. And mom's trying to convince him to stay, but he's like, I'll be back before you know it, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes and he, Bart's turns around in bed and, and dad's all, oh, so you were awake, huh? Well, don't tell mom that I saw you goodbye, blah, blah, blah. And he goes to leave and mom, who's over at the stove, falls down. And then the... Screen goes black and yep. all you have is his dad yelling out, Stella! Yeah. Like, it's rough. Mm-hmm. So then the minstrel teaches you alluring air. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, having the trauma of remembering your mom dying. Yep. There's a town, a girl in town who's been waiting for Bart's to come back and she says that she has something to tell him when his journeys are done. Yep. <laughs> and then there's a an old friend, I guess, who's like, hey, long time no see, let's catch up. And then you have a flashback to a time when you were playing hide and go seek. And you got up on a roof and you almost fell off the roof. Yeah. And, and he's all, huh, you've been afraid of heights ever since. And I'm like, that's going to come into play at some point. <laughs> <laughs> One thing to note for the future is you can buy shuriken here. Mm-hmm. So you can come back if you ever need more shuriken. In the area around town and just in, in our overworld wanderings, a monster I forgot to talk about was the Black Flame. The Black Flame is, I was going to say, it is what it sounds like, but it's not. It's more smoky and then flamey and it is black and dark blue and just swirls around the harvester the harvester i did not like it's creepy the harvester is a like an evil jester with two sickles and he's got like blue and purple clothes on and the dublizard the dublizard is a lizard that has two heads instead of a tail so it's like cat dog for all you 90s kids and it's funny because when i was fighting it i did notice that it did turn around at some point. So like then the other head was facing me. Hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else in the world you want to talk about? Or do we just go into a plot point? Let's go to the next plot point. 
So if you head back to the Library of the Ancients, you walk in and the Ids greet you. Mm-hmm. And they tell you they know where King Tycoon is. Yes. And so they tell you he went to the Desert of Shifting Sands. And because he could float in midair, he made it through the desert and was able to get to the Town of Ruin. Yes. And so we now have to find a way to get through there. So we go to the desert. And when we walk in, the Ids come and join us. And they tell us that they can summon a sandworm and if we beat it its body will be our bridge yep so we have a boss fight against the sandworm and the sandworm is the same wormy sprite we've seen many many times it doesn't have any eyes it's got spikes all over it they're green its body is a yellow sand color and it's just got rows and rows and rows of teeth and it's gross one interesting thing about this fight is that there's three holes and you can target in the ground in the in the ground you're right and you can target each hole, and the worm will pop up and down through the holes. And so you could attack a hole that it's not in and not do any damage to it. And it would damage you back in, in response. Yes. Yeah. Or it could pop up and then you can damage it. Yep. And then the desert was annoying after that, because like we said, it's the conveyor belt puzzle. And at one point I thought I was stuck, and then I finally found like the one square I hadn't tried before. <laughs> Doing so... As you wander through, you got some random encounters. You have the sand bear. The sand bear looks like a big old like grizzly bear that's on its hind legs. So it's standing up. It's a greenish brown gray color. And it kind of like it looks like it's made out of sand sand because it's kind of like falling, if that makes any sense. The sand boil. The sand boil looks like the anemone anemone from earlier. So it's the same sprite, but it is yellow with purple nodules. The Desert Killer. The Desert Killer is, I don't i don't know how to explain it. It's coming out of the sand, so you only see like the top third of it. It's got two big flippers coming out of the sand, and it's like a pink and red color, and those flippers have claws, and it's got red eyes and big old teeth and yellow mandibles, and then yellow gills. I don't even know, man. And then our old friend, the Dorme Chimera. So if you make it through the desert, you can exit to the south and you come to the town of Ruin, also known as Gone. Yes, and this one was notable. So it looks like a deserted town. All of the buildings are missing at least like a half of each building. There are some that just like just a column here and there and the buildings are caved in and everything. And it's just it's a mess of a town. King Tycoon appears and we chase him around town. And he leads us to a room, and Lena says, Father, and Ferris goes, Papa? I know, it's super emotional. We all take a step toward him and fall down a trapdoor. Of course. And then as we do, Tycoon's eyes, he like looks down and his eyes go red. Yeah, so surprise, surprise, wasn't actually King Tycoon. Nope, but after we fall down, we're all separated Mm -hmm. in different rooms. Ferris and Lena embrace as sisters. Galoof is on his own room, but he like climbs around and comes and joins us. Yeah, it's very funny because Ferris and, and Lena have this emotional exchange. And then they're like, wait, where's Galoof? And Bart's is like, I don't know. Let's get out of here. Like Galoof is in another room where he can hear them, but they like can't hear him, I'm guessing. And he starts freaking out. And that's when he decides to climb around. And he goes, you guys are just going to leave me? What the heck, man? And Bart's is like, eh, you're here now. Let's go. <laughs> And the next room you go to teleports you across the world to Under the Crescent. Mm-hmm. 
and then there's earthquakes and lightning all around and but surprisingly there's like no enemies Mm -hmm. so it's a really weird thing to be in what looks like it should be a dungeon but it's not a dungeon so this one like the floors are gold there's vines everywhere it's very much like any movie you've seen with a with a very advanced ancient civilization kind of thing yeah so Final Fantasy loves its ancient advanced civilizations. Yep. Then we get a cutscene where we, it says, meanwhile, and the screen goes black and the ids are flying the black chocobo back to the black chocobo forest. So then we cut back to us and we actually get a name for where we are. We're in the catapult. Mm-hmm. And so we hit a switch in the living quarters and it makes a hole appear in the black chocobo forest. Yes. And it makes the ids fall down that hole and the black chocobo just looks at him falls and like looks back at the camera. It's like, nah, nah, nah. yep. It's very cute. And then it opens a door for us and we walk around the catapult. Mm-hmm. As we walk around the catapult, there's some chests. We can get two shurikens and a mini. And in order to do that, you go through a little uh, adventure that made Lisa get a little annoyed. Yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> you want to tell people what happened? I didn't write it down because I was mad. Okay. Basically, but, yeah, oh, go ahead. As I say, but basically, it's the kind of thing where you go and it looks like there's a button that you should be able to press to get to like move the wall to get to the thing, but it doesn't work. And so then you have to go around and it's like check the note that I wrote over there that you couldn't read earlier because I tried. So you go read the note and it's like, ha, idiot. And then it's like, just kidding. Go check the urn over there. And I was like, again, I checked this earlier. It was empty. Now it's not empty. And then eventually, like, a literal frog comes and, like, drops you the piece of information you need. And it turns out that it's not a button you push, it's a button you pull. Yep. (laughs) And I was like, ugh. So you finish wandering around and you come out on, uh, and you're next to the sunken fire-powered ship. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you- And you're like, oh, this is where it came to. And you keep going and it's attached to another ship with a propeller. Yeah. Yeah. And then the ids drop in on us. Mm-hmm. So literally they are falling down through the earth and they fall onto our ship. And David and I both had the same reference pop in our head of Ragnarok and Loki being like, I have been falling for 30 minutes. And as you head below decks, Sid whacks some stuff and we get an airship. Yeah. Yay, airship time. Airship, airship, airship. Yep. So we start flying up into the air in our new airship and we don't actually get to take control of it yet. Nope, because something wants to keep us down. Yep. And we go, ah, heck no. Nothing's going to bring me down. Mm -hmm. I'm defying gravity. Mm -hmm. So we fight the boss enemy, the Crayclaw. And the Crayclaw is a sprite we've seen before where it is like a lobster scorpion. This one is like a brownish sand color. And the tail that is curved around that's going to stab you has yellow spikes on it. And so we beat that. And then we land and the ids pop out and they say, go save the world. And we take off in our airship and that's where we're calling it. Yeah. So this is going to be a rather short podcast episode. Not a lot happened, but in real time, it it took a lot of time to do all this exploring. It's just, I feel like it's the calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. Like we're gearing up for the next big thing. We're gearing up for the earth crystal. And Mm -hmm. then after the Earth Crystal is whatever comes after we lose all the crystals. I mean, what, huh? (laughs) As I say, I I have a feeling we're going to head to Galoof's world. That would make sense. Final Fantasy doesn't usually mention worlds and then you don't go to them. So that's fair. We'll see. We'll see. 
But let's do our level check-in. Yep. I am level 20. I am level 23. Bart's is a ninja, level 3. Ranger, level 1. Lena is a mystic knight, level 3. Summoner, level 4. Galoof is a red mage, level 2. Beastmaster, level 3. And Ferris is a mystic knight, level 6. Ninja, level 3. Very cool. So, how are you feeling after this session? Uh, this is a good session. So, I'm happy. I'm ready to go lose the earth crystal. <laughs> <laughs> so jaded. We can't save anything. Yep. It's Final Fantasy. You can't actually do anything good. Exactly. <laughs> Everything has to fall apart before you can do anything good. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, that was anticlimactic talking. I was expected a little bit more, but cool. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. It definitely felt like there wasn't a lot of progression. Yeah. Visited a lot of places, but there wasn't a lot of real upgrades. Yeah. One thing that I mentioned to you when I was playing and you were sitting with me was we haven't gotten any upgrades in magic in like three or four towns now. There's not a lot of upgrades in weapons or anything. The only upgrades in weapons are you can now use more weapons because you've got more jobs, but they're mm -hmm. not necessarily stronger weapons for the jobs that you currently have. What this really felt like was... I'm giving you space to level up your jobs. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you space to run around and fight a lot of things and so that you can level up your jobs and you can mix and match with them and play with them and have fun with that. Yeah. So, yeah, it felt like a filler episode, but yes. it was a filler. Yeah. So tell us your favorite filler episode here. <laughs> <laughs> Does it involve the beach? Oh, gosh. Okay, anime girl. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What's a filler episode if it's not at the beach? That's fair. <laughs> okay. Well, without further ado, where can people find us, Lisa? We are on Twitter or X. Are we going to stay on that? I'm not really feeling cool with it anymore, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. But for now, we're there at okay. Spouses of Light. Yep. And you can send us an email. We are spousesoflight at gmail.com. Leave us a rating review on your podcatcher of choice. We would love to get those five stars. We would love to hear from you about what you think we're doing well and what we're not. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to hear what you enjoy so that we can talk about Final Fantasy and talk about life and the universe and everything. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And thanks for joining us on our quest to stop X-Death. Oh, you changed it. Okay. I mean, we now know that we're dealing with X-Death. There you go. It's come up in our discussion, right? Sorry. Join us on our quest to stop X-Death from being released, which we totally will do. This fantasy is anything but final. <laughs>